how we work when we sleepwalking. Say we love but we kill often. Rapping about how we feel coughing. Money, drugs, hoes, and pill popping. How we work when we sleepwalking. Say we love but we kill often. Rapping about how we feel coughing. All right, all right, all right. I want to welcome everybody back to the Dinner Club podcast with your host with the most, Larnell Walker. Got my man Tyson, as usual, on the deck. And then I got my homie Darnell Staley on deck. So listen, we want to talk about a few things, man. There's a lot going on. We're just going to start off with making sure everybody's safe. So how you guys doing, man? How you guys feeling about all of this shit going on? I mean, I'm doing well. I'm doing my best to balance everything at home and uh, just making sure that everybody else's head's on straight and just like they're not being too overwhelmed with what's going on. But it's it definitely taking its toll on uh, people emotionally and mentally. So just trying to keep everything straight at home. And, uh, yeah, I'll say um, I'm all right, personally. I mean, I feel like uh, I was prepared for this by you know, working from home and, um, you know, doing a lot of things remotely anyways from, from the work side. And then on the personal side, it's working from home with just more people at home uh, and uh, yeah, keeping active. That, that's it, keeping the mental dexterity at a, at an all-time high for, for everyone so uh, they don't get too caught up in uh, what's going on. But, again, no panic, just prepare. Yeah, I've been saying, like, you know, for the longest time that even though people know me as a public figure and see me out a lot when I'm doing my events, that's the only time you really see me, though. So, like, outside of that, I've been social distancing anyway. I'm kind of a loner, you know what I'm saying? For the most part, you know, I deal with basically you and Darnell, and that's about it, you know what I'm saying? So, like, nothing really changed for me, essentially, you know what I mean? Like, um, so I just think it's, um, I think it's kind of like, you know, I know it's a serious situation, but it's also like you very interesting to watch people who pay for their mortgages and pay their rent for their homes to be tripping about being in the house. Um, I think that that's an interesting take. What do you guys think about all of that? You know, the hysteria going on and how serious do you take that's, this COVID virus one to ten? I mean, listen, for me, any anything that can be life threatening to others is a ten. And um, and you have to treat it with seriousness. We can make light. We can make jokes. But that doesn't mean that we wish wish ill particularly, right, um, on anyone, but we want everyone to be aware and prepared. And um, you you pay to, to live somewhere, and now you have to be there for your own safety. I really don't personally understand the complaints uh, because that's literally where you pay to be and, and lay your head. So make the most of it and preserve yourself, keep yourself safe, and, and do it for not just yourself but for other people around you that may not be able to make it through this. Yeah, it's interesting, man, because we're like, we're 60,000 plus cases in the, U- the U.S. right now, 64,000 plus cases in the U.S. And it's just interesting to see how people are not taking this very serious. So, like, Darnell, what's one of the craziest, like, conspiracy theories you've heard so far? Um, So far, like, for, for most people, I feel like it's going to be kind of just like purge season. Um, That's pretty much like what I'm hearing. People are just like, they're, they're, they don't know what to expect. And they're just like, they... My hope is is that I want people to be kind of like prepared because things can hit the fan and actually get to the point where it's kind of just like that crazy and they go into just um, delegating martial law. But um, like right now, it's just um, people conspiring about like riots, um, home break-ins, different things like that. So it's like more parts on that of like where I'm kind of at with just like the whole awareness situation because it's like, I want people in the house to be safe, but also to be aware that other people in the world are kind of crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah, so absolutely. Like you have to take that into accountability. 
So Tyson, man, like, what do you think about all this, man? Because, you know, we know a few people that, like, you know, like on the anti-vax movement. Do you think that that's counterproductive or productive to our situation right now? In this moment, it's absolutely counterproductive. We, we need we need a unified front. We need everyone to come together. We need to drop the conspiracy theories um, because ultimately uh, the conspiracy theory can be whatever it wants, but this virus isn't discriminating on anyone. Uh, it's not picking a particular sect of people. It's going from the highest to the lowest. It could be your neighbor or it could be the, the prince of England. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, it could be your neighbor, the prince of England, Idris Alba, whoever you want to name. So we need to set aside this population control, the, all that other stuff and say it's killing people and we're getting directives to not socialize, to socially distance in order for it not to do that. So guess what? Let's just do that. And we beat the population control by not by not going and being knuckleheads and doing the opposite. Yeah, no, definitely. So like and I, my one of my concerns is because, you know, coming up from the mud, like I think that a lot of people have like this this glossy glaze, this glitter about life that they had this whole time. and They haven't really understood like the underpinnings and the underworld that we have going on a lot of the time. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, even before all of this, we had crime and we had desperation and we had sex trafficking and you name it, man. We had a lot of right. plenty of negative stuff. So it's like now that this is happening, man, you know, my concern is, is when 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 the shit does hit the fan, like how how are these people gonna fucking survive there's a lot of people around us that i look at and i'm like man like i'm straight but i don't know about you bro you know what i'm saying it's, right. it's tough you know what i mean but with that being said man you know a couple yesterday i sent tyson a very interesting story so like you know we we saw some we saw that there was a break-in in the providence place mall these three guys broke in there in the middle of the night mm -hmm. and wiped out some stores you know what i'm saying and and got away with it basically they got away from there yeah. but you know, and that's and that's, you know, a victim is crime. So, like, even though it sucks, you know what I'm saying? I'd rather that than people out here like, you know, shooting store owners and shit like that. You know what I mean? And uh, that brings me to a very interesting topic. I sent um my man Tyson yesterday, man. The Oklahoma City Police Department reported a theft that they had out there in the Britain Broadway area. And um, yo, man, this dude, I got to give this dude actually like a couple of gold stars. This shit was smooth, bro. Like this dude walked into the store and was wearing a store clerk shirt that even had the logo on it. And told the person behind the register there, he was there to relieve them from duty. So they, you know, just, you know, thinking like, all right, cool. It's COVID going on. I'm out of here. I want to go home. Mm -hmm. And this dude was, was even, the shift. yo, bro, he even like, yeah, was selling <laughs> products and stuff. And then after a while, he locked the door and he emptied that joint out, stealing lottery tickets and, you know, like um, stealing money, all the money and the cigars. He took all the rolling papers. So this dude's definitely getting high, scratching tickets and shit right now. Um, <laughs> but I got to, I'm like, I'm like, is that robbery? You know what I'm saying? Like, isn't that like... Like maybe like fraud or some shit because I don't know if that's you can't right. call it strong arm robbery or nothing like that you know what right. I mean yeah, like no no weapons were used it, it was uh it was coercion at the very least but he didn't he didn't say you better give me the money or I'll do anything yeah yeah I'm here to work yeah facts facts <laughs> like, I, I never heard that I mean that was that was probably like one of the most interesting stories I heard so far I don't know if my senses are heightened to it and I'm just looking more into stories now because like I said crime happens every day but um it seemed but I'm look I'm trying to look for parallels between a rise in crime and what's going on with COVID which I think is bound to happen the, the thing that I think I'm looking at when it comes to crime right now is one the creativity behind it and then is it more so necessity without harm Right. Because mm -hmm, oftentimes mm -hmm. when we hear about robbery and theft, there's typically another human being involved, like they knew what they were getting into or possibly about to do. Mm -hmm. Some of the crimes that we're, we're running into, people are intentionally avoiding people, knowing that places are, are desolate 
And we're in a time of, of high need for a lot of people. It's been a week or two without checks for some. So they're getting they're getting to the point where they were already kind of on the fence. And now they're like, I'm on the other side. And, and they don't want to hurt anyone. So I, I think that's where I'm kind of gauging whether or not the crime might be COVID related or not. Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> it's interesting because oh got that rona no nah, it's interesting because um <clears throat> you know i was thinking about that 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 earlier and like how is it correlating and um i just don't think that i think that people it's funny because i feel like the streets is actually trying to be patient before they before they blow up on everybody you know what i'm saying and i think That's that check because everybody's at home right now they're watching what's going on with congress and you know what i'm saying in the senate and it's like Bro, like these people, man, I, I don't even know how to feel about all of this stuff going on, because on the one hand, I understand some people like don't bail out the corporations. But at the same time, I don't think you're fully digesting what you're saying. What you're saying is you want to put thousands of people out of work because you don't want to help prop up these businesses that took a hit because of this virus. This is not 2008. This is 2020. And it's a completely poor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, how can we not help the airlines who are suffering because of what's going on? I understand about stock buybacks. We talked about that Mm -hmm. earlier. We traded a few thoughts on that and how they had people set up to actually go out there and get those stocks and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But this is something that from what I can see on both sides of the aisle, that they're writing into the bill to make sure that's avoided and that they can't do that. And they're trying to close all the loopholes. But at the same time, I feel like if something on the bill that you're trying to pass is taking too long, then negate that, put that to the side, deal with that later. But right. get, get get everyday people their money now because they need that yep. money now. You know, most people can't afford $400 the next week to go without $400. Is that what I, um, I think I read something like most people only have about $400 in savings, you know, especially in Boston. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm definitely worried about my brothers and sisters out there when a report came out last year that the average white person compared to the poor neighborhood has $250,000 worth of assets and savings versus $8 of net worth you know what i'm saying so like if you you see something like that and you know somebody's walking around with only eight dollars a net worth what do you think they're gonna do when that check don't come in next week you know what i'm saying so you know i've seen i've seen on violence uh if you guys ever get to check it out on facebook there's a um facebook page called violence in boston ran by my home girl monica cannon yo monica cannon's a solid woman she's out here serving food to the community delivering food to people this woman has a family of her own and everything and i commend her she's been out here sometimes i feel like she's a little uh, rah, 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 like a little eric andreas to me but at the same time i understand coming from black women you know what i'm saying especially somebody who's on the front lines you know i can respect that that energy when you're actually on the front lines and just not online sharing your poems and stuff you know what i'm saying like um some people get too some people get self-righteous i feel like she's righteous you know what i'm saying and she's seeing the blood on the pavement so like at the same time while she's out here delivering food there's been a few you know uh, there's been a little uptick in some violence in boston and i think that's because you know with a lockdown it's not easy to move around as a drug dealer, obviously. You know what I'm saying? So if you're trying to make your plays and make your moves, also customers are starting to dwindle down. I mean, I'm not going to lie, man. Like, since this thing started, man, I had to assess my my weed smoking. Like, I didn't want to... I, I didn't... I was always looking for reasons not to quit smoking versus reasons to quit smoking. And, you know, I developed asthma over the last year and all of that stuff. So I decided to take the steps that were necessary now, knowing that this stuff puts me at a higher risk with this COVID stuff. We're having asthma, hypertension, stuff like that. There's a lot of there's a lot of narratives being pushed out there, but people are really not paying to the medical information that's in front of them and, and how many people are actually at risk. So when so when people act like, oh, if I don't have a compromised immune system, then I'm straight. But this is an obese country. So. 
mad people got hypertension, diabetes, all of that crap from the junk that we eat. So like more people are at risk than they actually think. And my concern is that I don't think that people understand that we are not just on pace to meet Italy's numbers. We're actually on pace to exceed their numbers. To exceed their numbers. Yep. That's exactly it. And I want to, I want to dial back specifically to the point of people going without money, missing checks and things like that. And the bills that are being, the bills that are being proposed, right? We can't, yeah, that's we can't have, yeah, we, we can't have a gender driven uh, bill when it's a crisis that needs to be met. They need like the agenda needs to be removed and we need to do what's necessary to to benefit the crisis. And I feel like that's what's hurting us right now is everyone's like, oh, this is my time to hold the feet to the fire. And they'll have to push this through the way I want in order to serve the people when it really should be, you know what, what I want has to be put down and let's just get the people taken care of. I can fight for this later. Right now is not the time to use it to their to anyone's advantage. Yeah, it's crazy that they're turning this into like a political ploy instead of just worrying about the people. You know what I mean? There's a lot of and, you know, this is when you can see the disconnect between these politicians making their money from their lobbyists and all of that other stuff. And they can't relate to the poor. They can't relate to the disenfranchised. And, you know, we're not just talking about people of color. We're talking about all poor Americans. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like there's way more poor white people than there are people of color out here. So it's just. You know, we got to we got to start. I think this is a time where we're going to either come together or this is going to make the divide even further. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's just yeah. it's, it's a real tricky thing mm-hmm. right now. You know, I don't I don't you know, when I look around and I understand, you know, I look at New York's numbers and, and I look at Charlie Baker and I'm wondering like, yo, bro. What's up with you, bro? Like, shut this shit down, bro. You have like, to shut it down. Goals, bro. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're trying to be stubborn and be cute up there flipping out your little folder and all of that stuff. But it's like, bro, at the end of the day, people in New York who are getting locked down and can't move around are now deciding because you're not stopping people from driving their cars. So people are getting in their cars and they're driving to other states. They just had an increase of, um, of cases in Long Island because a lot of people that populate Manhattan and stuff like that are moving out to Long Island trying to find ways to chill, but they don't know if they're infected or not. And then there's a whole nother mystery of this asymptomatic stuff that's going on, man. That's really, really puzzling. I think that this virus, man, is like in a way a punishment on us as human beings, man. Like I'm not, I don't want to get too philosophical. I don't want to go down the rabbit hole, but like, I think that the earth has a way of like resetting the balance, man. And I, I think the 1918 flu was one of those things where the industrial age was going crazy. We had freaking, you know, plumes of smoke pumping out of all of these factories. We were out here warmongering creatures all across the world. And, you know, it's like a piece that I put up earlier today where I said the earth gave us everything. You know what I'm saying? And we're over here disrespecting it constantly. You know what I mean? So like, um, it's just a different paradigm that we're in. And I worry about the people who don't have the mental dexterity to make it through this time right now. Yo, Staley. Right. So one thing I want to ask you being, you know, a Gen Zer, because they keep trying to put this on us, us millennials. Sorry, bro. It ain't us outside at the beaches. You know what I'm saying? Like we got right. kids and families and mortgages to pay. It's really y'all young asses out in the street. So like, I know you're taking this serious, but do you have a feel that like most of your friends are taking this serious? I feel like some are and some aren't because of just like, most are like aware of what's going on and they can like pretty much grasp and pretty much see the numbers versus where it's just like, I want to hang out with my friends. I'm stuck in the house. I don't know what to do. And it's kind of just like, I, I you don't want to be pent up, you know? So it's like you, your mind's like, I feel like it's a mental game for most people. 
Yeah, I could, I, could, I could definitely understand that, but this is what I've always been trying to express to your generation is that they got to always be mentally prepared for hard times. Like, we lived through some peace oh times and, you know, our wars have been different. They've been on, on other soil and all of that other stuff for the most part, and we haven't really had to feel the, the effects of, like, actual danger in our society for a long time. Even 9-11 to a lot of people was just a reality show because it happened in New York. If you weren't a New Yorker, then you really couldn't relate. You could just watch in awe of what happened. We don't got, you know, people parachuting down in our neighborhoods on some red dawn shit taking over you know what i mean so i think that there's a lack of um a real a real understanding of peril and gen z right now and i think that this is a time where they really need to understand that you know you have to stay in the crib it's not just about you having fun yeah it's about it's not it's not just about you it's about you bringing it home and killing your grandma or killing your cousin you know And, and i also think that as the data comes out more and more we're starting to realize that it really is affecting young people. So young mm-hmm. people, you know, I think that you got to wake up and realize, like, it's not it's not as simple just thinking it won't be me. It can be you. And, and the possibility yeah. is is rather high. You know what I mean? Like, and, you know, we have yeah. China who could possibly be suppressing numbers saying they don't have more cases. But if you look at their outlets, you know, um, outlets, underground outlets is trying to get news out from out there. They're still having issues out there. You know what I mean? So, like, mm-hmm. there's a false narrative going on in a lot of ways. And I think the best projection that we have yeah. is really Spain and and um, Italy right now. But Spain, their cases just tripled. You know what I mean? So it's like right. it's insane. And you know, when I turn on the news and I see kids at the beach partying during this time, I just think it's a lack of responsibility and maturity that we haven't instilled on people because we created a participation trophy society. And and we got to go back to the simple fact of it doesn't even you don't even have to kill somebody with this. The fact is, you will have a diminished lung capacity if you catch this. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not. And if you read what people go through when they get this, it it just isn't something that sounds like you want to go through it because you wanted to have a good time last night. Yeah. Like, it's like, you know what? A hangover, I have a good time, I might be able to deal with that. This is something completely different. Yeah. I don't want to feel like I can't breathe, like I have bricks in my lungs Mm -hmm. and crackling glass. Like, that's just not worth it to be like, ah, I really needed the beach today. It's not. So we need to reassess those values. And even if you take the focus off of who you might kill, it's just this isn't something that is going to be a good time to go through. So why put yourself through it when it's just when the instruction isn't do something amazing, it's sit down. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, what's really interesting, too, is like it had to be Florida, right? <laughs> like, you know, right. you try to always- you try to not feed into stereotypes and all of that stuff, man, but it had to be Florida, right? Like, Florida had to be the place that has people just partying and saying whatever, you know, like, I just watched the news report a few days ago. Yeah, I watched the news report like a week ago, and it was real interesting to me to watch these kids' reactions. Like, man, if I get the Rona, I get the Rona. Like, come on, guys, you guys gotta be kidding me. That's the wrong answer, guys. Like, come on, man. Yeah, you guys, exactly. you guys got to think smarter than that. You know what I mean? Like, you got to start. We got to, especially, like, you know what? You know what really scares me? A lot of these people on spring break are college students. So they're supposed to be our educated class of people that are just right. trying to get a break and party, right? But when it came to their health and versus getting drunk, like, it's crazy. Like, there were people literally on there just like, I'm just trying to get as drunk as I can before this is all over. Like, chick, are you serious? And then Stop it. Straight wrong answer. Not, I even saw a video of what was going on in the clubs, and they were still participating in traditional spring break behavior. Like, had the had the men and the women lined up and were kissing each other, spreading their germs. Oh. Like, come on. Oh. Like, you didn't hear what did was happening. Did you guys see the lollipop challenge where they would, they would literally Stop. take a single lollipop 
and there'd be like a row of people exchanging that yep. mm-hmm. gross it's it's oh. it's you're literally inviting any germs forget forget rona at that you're point inviting you're every single germ they have you're it, right you're like hey whatever you got i want it it just doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense to me, man. Like it really doesn't. It's like, you know, and this is what I was worried about with meme culture and trolling becoming normalized is that we're turning into if anybody's never seen it, please go check out the movie Idiocracy. Like it's really getting crazy out here. You know what I'm saying? Like it's really getting to the point that like we cannot depend on being able to relay messages to each other because we we created ageism when ageism wasn't a thing you know what i'm saying and now we made it so that like every every older person that's trying to talk to a young person they hear the dad or mom voice instead of just understanding that it's our job to be concerned about your generation and educate you to the to the ailments and the things and the dangers of the world you know what i mean yeah or just your fellow man like forget generationally it's our job as people to be concerned with other people yeah it's 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 period it's insane, man. I just saw, you know, just saw breaking news a little while ago that Charlie Baker decided to order all mass schools stay closed until May 4th, at least 4th. at the minimum. I mean, at this point, bro, cancel the year, push these kids through. May the 4th be with you. Yeah, may the 4th be with you for real. Dang. Wow. I didn't even think about that, bro. Like, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And then think about, uh, what is it? May 5th is Cinco de Mayo, right? Yep. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. I'll, so you think think about what's going to happen when people, if, if they make that date, and people get back into the mode, and the next day is a national drinking holiday. It's crazy. <laughs> That's absolutely insane. I mean, I'm gonna be honest, man. From all the the health experts that that I've been following, not you freaking Facebook doctors, man. I'm not dealing with y'all. Um, <laughs> all you Twitter doctors too, man. Like, yo, man, y'all need to get that Rona, man. I'm telling you, man. I, I'm, I'm joking. I'm kidding. I don't want you to get no Rona. I want you to be healthy, but kind of not joking. You motherfuckers is like Facebook medical center. Like, bro, it, bro, natural selection, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, man, Darwin, Darwin is sitting back somewhere in his grave. Like, man, you see this crap? I warned him. Sanitize your phone screen before you text me, man. Yeah, for real. <laughs> One of my biggest questions, and I wanted to know what your guys' opinion on this is, mm. is that so funerals are canceled to my understanding, correct? Mm, so far well so yes in I, certain countries i'm gonna tell you what happened so my um my nana my nana's um family member had passed recently god bless her soul it was uh just a couple of days ago and yeah man it's crazy because you know she was an older woman inside of a home and you know they have them locked down so like literally there's she's you know this person's gonna be cremated and then buried you know what i'm saying so like and then and then let's not let's not even like just think about just from a personal perspective let's let's have a little bit of empathy and think about all the people who in this scenario when you die you know if somebody has cancer there's people by your bedside but in this scenario you die you die alone there's been thousands of people who died alone you know what i'm saying and then and then the the people can't even see them after they're dead because you got to quarantine the body and everything you know what i mean right. so like yeah. it's it's a tragic thing that's going on so we got to be a little bit more sensitive about some of the jokes that we make like listen i totally get you know levity but we got to balance levity with brevity i always say that you know what i'm saying so we got to be able to you know understand that people are actually dying you know and people that keep trying to say this is the same thing as the flu when's the last time you seen the flu shut down the healthcare system right you know what I'm saying? When, When's the last when time first heard of over? <laughs> yeah, over five. Exactly. You're right. Exactly. And and we didn't pay attention and we learned our lesson. Mm-hmm. And it's it's also, I think, negligent to 
compare the flu to this when you have vaccines for the flu and studies on the flu and ways to combat the flu. This is completely brand spanking new. We don't know anything and we're getting data by every day that goes by. I mean, I want people to understand that in March, in the beginning of March, we had a handful of cases. At the end of March, we're over 65,000 plus cases in the U.S., It's ridiculous. Globally, from the John Hopkins website, we're at 460,000 plus confirmed cases. Now, mind you, what what astonishes me most is in the first world, quote unquote, country, we are lacking the testing ability that most places actually are able to get done. And our dependence on, I've always said this, I don't understand why we've had such a major dependence on getting all of our stuff manufactured from China. I'm not trying to go on a tirade about I'm not talking about the Chinese people at all. You guys are cool, man. I love you. But when it comes to these governments and regimes, why would we say on camera we don't like these regimes, but then we send all of our manufacturing to them? Yep. And now we're held hostage in a lot of ways by what's going on. And that's that's the same thing that comes into play. I, I always like to talk about food security. Well, now we need to get back to the age of manufacturing security. So that way we're not beholden to to someone outside of ourselves to get us what we need in a timely fashion. When we can create and make things in our backyard and in our and on our own soil, we actually can do more good quicker. And now we can always have reinforcements that mm-hmm. overseas and things like that. But when that's your primary source, what happens when they need it more? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. So. So another thing I want to bring up too, I just want to bring up a few other people that are out here trying to do some positive things, man. I want to shout out Ian White, you know what I'm saying? His family. Mm-hmm. They're definitely out here trying to do their best effort to help things out. You know, if you get a chance, go on to um, Facebook and, you know, hashtag New Bedford Strong, you know, check out that hashtag. Yeah, There's MB a lot of... Strong, yep. Yep, MB Strong. I'm mean, yeah, MB Strong. You're right. Hashtag MB Strong. Check that out. There's a lot of positive things going on. I also want to make another announcement because people don't seem to understand that, you know, all of a sudden we're flushing things down the toilet that we probably shouldn't be. So just understand you can prevent sewer backups because the last thing you want in this pandemic is your sewage to be backed up in towns like New Bedford or cities rather like New Bedford. So I just want to give you a quick do not flush list. Do not flush baby wipes, antibacterial wipes, disinfectant wipes, paper towels, diapers. I don't even know why the heck you're flushing makeup remover. Surface surface cleansing wipes, facial tissues, or cloth rags. These things need to be thrown into the trash. If you're flushing them, you're just clogging up the system. And if this keeps happening, we're going to have a whole bigger problem besides right. this corona thing and being trapped yeah, in the house. Yeah, if we got some real <laughs> shit to deal with. You know what I'm saying? No right. pun intended. No, no uh, all pun intended. So... So again, let's just be let's just be uh, careful about what we're what we're doing and how we're how we're going about our practices. You know, I do appreciate all these wonderful people that are starting to try to get interactive on the internet now, and instead of using the time to be nervous or or losing their mind, they're actually trying to get virtual and do some positive things. Um, but at the same time, I want to also you know make sure that we maintain a level of seriousness and understand that when we log off, we got to make sure that we're doing our due diligence to make sure that we're actually socially distancing ourselves from people. You know, like uh, the other day, you know, my man Tyson hit me up. He got a little word from a bird that there was some some masks that we needed for our families that was that was at a local store, and um, you know, we met up. I went. I, I just said screw it. I'm, I thought they were going to all be gone. I decided to go check it out anyway. Woke up the next day, got up in the morning, drove over there and checked it out, and they were still there was still some there and you know i'm not a hoarder i just got enough for my family my immediate family that i need so you know 
don't people be getting it twisted just because they see you because i know that the nurses and everybody need masks but i have a pregnant wife in the house and i got a two-year-old child and i'm asthmatic and high blood pressure and all that crap so i'm not i'm not playing no games so i definitely just got only what i needed but i did make sure i hit up my loved ones and let them know yo come get this mask or if you want me to i'll grab them right now for you whatever so you know me and tyson met up but trust and believe the whole time we was together we were six feet apart it was crazy at least yep. six feet apart i mean why yep. he was he was this is my homie he was either six feet in front of me six to twelve paces in front of me or I was six to 12 paces in front of him. It was one of the two. We were not taking that as a joke. Now, here's the funniest part. This was crazy, man. The people we didn't know. Listen, man, we we ran into some characters out here. Like, people are definitely not taking this serious enough. So, we head over to Ocean State job lot in Fairhaven, right? And we're there, you know, I was telling them, like, yo, you can get some more gloves here. We're trying to look for these certain glasses. The glasses were sold out, unfortunately. But as soon as we walk in, right? I'm like, bro, I don't even feel comfortable being in here now. Some dude was in there with his shirt off showing a customer his tattoos. Now, I thought they were just two customers, but then the dude puts his shirt back on, like literally, bare, bare, like, I mean, he's bare, you know what I'm saying, from his upper body. And then he goes back to working and stocking the shelves. I said, oh, Lord, I got to get out of here. This is crazy. That ain't where we supposed to be. Yeah, man. And then, you know, at first I felt like kind of strange telling people to back up. But now it's like, nah, I don't. You know what I'm saying? It's like the equivalent of somebody has a weapon on them or something like that to me. So, <coughs> so yeah, back up. Like, don't walk yeah. up on me. I had to tell a gentleman in the line to back up. You know what I mean? Like, he was, like, walking social over. Social distancing, sir. Yeah, I, I literally was like, yo, social distancing, sir. And I could see it on his face. He felt some kind of way a little bit. But then he, you know, acquiesced to my request because, bro, it's not a game out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you got you to gotta be safe. You know what I'm saying? Spe- this guy... I mean, like, I could have it, bro. Like, you don't know. I could be walking around asymptomatic, and you're 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 definitely in the danger zone. This is a 70-something-year-old male, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, what are you doing? And then what was funny is, like, another thing that was funny about being in that store is that we were the only ones really practicing the social distancing. Even when we were standing in the line, we were practicing it. And we looked at the line next to us. People were cart to cart. It was crazy. It was, like, the weirdest thing. So, again, people... Take this social distancing thing seriously. I see a lot of people. This is a time to not be sitting here talking about creating mental health issues. This is a great time to meditate and learn how to deal with being in isolation. Because, mm-hmm. again, we take this, we take a lot of our freedoms for granted. Bro, you're in the house. You got all your amenities and all the things that you can imagine being in prison right now. Imagine being in prison ever. Imagine people that were stuck in a hole for six months and et cetera. You know what I'm saying? And they can't do nothing. They're just in one room and, you know, no padded walls, nothing. You know what I'm saying? So like no TV, no, no, nothing, no Netflix, no, nothing, no subscription to Amazon, no, nothing. You know what I'm saying? So like, let's just be appreciative of, of, of being at home with our children and our loved ones. You know what I'm saying? Like, I see a lot of people starting to get annoyed that their kids are home. I'm like, bro, are you a parent or not? Nah? Right. Like, bro, if you online posting about your kids in a negative light during this time, them kids going to remember that. They're going to remember that. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, they're going to remember that. They're going to remember their mama talking crazy about them while they're at home. And it's like like it's their choice. Like like they want to be at home with your butt, too. <laughs> they can at least talk some smack back to their teachers. They can't even deal with y'all all day. You know what I'm saying? Trust me. Right. The feeling's mutual. Mm-hmm. So, oh, are you guys... How how secure are you guys? Like, I don't want everybody to go into details of what you got for your protection, for your family and stuff. But like on a scale of like one to five, five being like I'm I'm all the way up and, you know, one being like I'm asked out on the, in here in the streets. Like, how are you guys, you know, are you guys secure, Tyson? I'll start with you. Like on a scale of one to five, how secure is your household? 
Oh, I mean, you know what? I, I would say a five just because I'm in it regardless, but um, I'm going to go ahead and, and give it a four. I'm going to give it a four because I believe there's always room for improvement. There's always something else that we could be doing. And as we learn more things, we have to kind of adjust and maybe do a little bit more. Uh, one thing I can say I'm thankful for that I, I learned in the military was you have to have you know a readiness plan. And so we had a family meeting, um, I want to say on the 17th, 16th or 17th, we had a family meeting. We sat down and we talked about what we needed, what we needed to get, how much of it we needed to get in order to prepare, to prepare for, you know, three to four weeks or so um, and, and only have to make minimal trips out. So um, that's what I'm, I'm thankful for that, you know, for sure. So Absolutely. Four, and my man Staley, like, what, what's it looking like for you, man? Like, you, you get yourself a T-ball bat, something, you good? <laughs> I'm going to have to give it a four. But on the security, not so much because it's like we don't have weapons, essentially, mm -hmm. just if things were to get to kind of just like that degree. But on everything else, we're pretty much stocked up on food, supplies, practicing social distancing, um, and just kind of just having that portion locked. But it's just mm -hmm. like on the aspect of like if we're ready for like if shit hits the fan, like survival mode, I'm, I'm going to have to give that like a two. So okay, what do you, so so what do y'all think before it's like like just madness in the streets? Do you think we're gonna ever get that point? And let's play a little over and under game. So like, do you think mm -hmm. it'd take more or less than thirty days before it gets to that point? Oof. Oh man, um, mm -hmm. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say under uh, just because yeah. and that and and there's a lot of variables within that, right? That's if checks are getting out. Uh, that's if we're restocking shelves in a timely manner. That's if all these bodies that are needing to get hired at grocery stores, Amazon, all of that, um, actually get hired so that they can handle the capacity. Like there's a lot that goes into that. But if, if we stay as is needing staff, needing food, needing checks, needing, I, I would give that Maybe under 30 days. Um, yeah, right. There's, there's, there's have, so many different things that factor into that. Currently in our city, right? I mean, one of the first things that was made uh, uh, known at a press conference was that the city was going to be going uh, paperless and you could pay all your bills and water bills and everything online. And then just recently, I want to say yesterday, um, our mayor, Mayor Mitchell, made the same statement again and said, uh, by the way, uh, you guys, can here's, here's a video online on Facebook on how you can pay all of your bills right now online while people are fighting for their little bit of a last check potentially losing their jobs businesses yeah, yeah. are shutting down local businesses are shutting down but you're still making sure that the people can pay their pay their bills like that's the priority that's what's going to cause bedlam yeah this dude's a fucking knucklehead i don't even want to start on that fucker he's a knucklehead <laughs> so i'm just going to say this at least baker even though he's a knucklehead he did say that he you know he's let there will be no utility shut off so yo if you got to hold on i'm telling you right now like this is my advice i'm not you know i'm not speaking for everybody but i'm just telling you from my perspective hold on to your cash hold on to your money you know the best you can you know what i'm saying like honestly like and start show up to my crib i'm just gonna go outside coughing on everything make these motherfuckers leave because like <laughs> we ain't having it you know what i'm saying like we ain't having it like i got a mortgage to pay too but trust and believe like i'm holding on to our money because if we got to get mobile or move or anything like that we can defer those payments man we can defer that you know what i'm saying like we should pause everything i'm especially doing it because i see every other industrialized country around the world suspending mortgages and rent and we're still over here playing the the, the, the games you know what i'm saying so it's like 
Like mm-hmm. we're not putting our people first. We're telling them to stay at home and adding stress to them. And then we're doubling down on that stress by not making them understand that they're going to be secure as far as their finances and their living situations. And then we're tripling down on it by playing the political pundit game with the bill that needs to be done to make sure that these people are actually getting the money they need to survive. And let's be honest, $1,200 ain't shit, bro. Right. Let's be no, honest. That that's, and not to mention that's, for the people who are kind of like assistance and different benefits. It's that so many people are applying for these benefits now that other people are losing benefits. Yeah, it's, it's like, getting backed up. It is getting back, and it's crazy yeah. because you know, like Massachusetts, just overnight has seen six hundred and seventy nine new positive cases of coronavirus in the last twenty four hours. Now, a lot of people like to be like, "Well, that's because we have more tests." Yes, but we still don't have enough. So imagine that that number is going to keep growing because people are walking around and congregating, not listening. And they're just looking at these numbers, asymptomatic or symptomatic and not listening. People are people. I've seen before this. I've seen sick motherfuckers at the club. I'm like, oh, no, you just coughed on my bottle head. Nigga, take it. You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? So. So in the last 24 hours, we just saw a huge leap. We're now up to 1,838 cases. You know what I mean? And 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 it just was reported recently that we had our third coronavirus case in New Bedford reported uh, by New Bedford God. Um, I just want to give a shout out to New Bedford God. Um, he's definitely trying to do his thing by keeping people well informed. He's keeping us cool. He's out here amongst the you know the people. Um, I have noticed that recently he's been more about staying in the crib um, or staying in his office space or whatever while he's doing some of these reports because before he was moving around a lot more mobile. Um, I've noticed that slowly but surely that we've we watched people having press conferences on city hall steps and that people were too close to each other to now they're doing one on ones with you know the internet that we you know again I want to. I also want to talk about I'm going to segue to something real quick because that just brought up a good topic that I want to talk about. So people listen. I have to talk about how we treat the rich in our country. And it's not to say that they they shouldn't do more, but it's it's to say that you telling someone what they should or should not be doing. And you're using the tools right now during a pandemic that they created to keep you in contact with each other is immensely astounding to me. If I was like Zuckerberg, I would just hit the switch for like 10 minutes, let y'all fucking go crazy, turn it back on and be like, <laughs> how you like me now, bitches? Because y'all got to stop with the bullshit. So like, I, I trust and believe, I do believe that there are some proponents of our society that are controlling how we maneuver and things like that. But do I think that it's to the point where it's condu- it's not conducive? If you're looking to just keep making money, it's not conducive to kill off your customers. Right. You want if I'm a drug dealer, I want more crackheads, not less. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm right. saying? It's supply and demand. The more the more you the more you're demanding, the more I got to supply. So to say it's population control, stuff like that. I don't even think people understand the vast amount of land that's still like the middle of this country is fucking empty, basically. That's why you're not seeing the same amount of numbers that are happening in the middle of the country. What happens is, traditionally speaking, when people populate places, they stick close to the coast. They like the beaches. They like the shores. And when you have places like New York, of course the numbers are going to boom. Nowhere in this country, except for maybe like a Houston or a Dallas or something like that, has, and even then, they have like a lot of like one floor houses and stuff like that. New York is a freaking place of just everything is stacked on top of everything. Stacked sky high. You know, I could cough on one doorknob and infect the whole building. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like we have to keep that in mind and understand why we're seeing what we're seeing and understand that it doesn't mean to take it any less serious because I also been saying to people like, yo, people in New York, they're New York is such a huge place and I understand the underground, right? So all that's going on right now is that a lot of the businesses that was above ground are going underground. You got speakeasies popping up and stuff like that again. You know, Ray's Boo Boom Room is back, baby. You know what I mean? So <laughs> we got to be, we gotta be uh, cognizant of this stuff so we can approach it the right way. You know, in, in New Jersey, they're not playing. They're handing out citations and threatening to lock people up for having house parties during this time. Like, yep. you know... They're boarding I, up restaurants. And stuff. Exactly. And we also... So... Cool. So... So that brings me to another topic real quick. I'm going to start with you, um, Darnell. So let's talk about this virus for a second, because the one theory that I can entertain is man-made and it just got out of a lab or something like that. Somebody messed up versus natural. What do you think? Do you think this was man-made propagated by, you know, some mistake that happened in a lab? Or do you think that this is actually a natural occurrence? I'm going to have to say it's man-made because I feel like most predictions were kind of made early on um and we kind of just we didn't show face to it like we weren't even we weren't even we didn't zone on it you know what i'm saying like we kind of just reared away from it and then it just it crept on us you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so i feel like it it caught everybody by surprise and and i guess it's here tyson what's your take on that oh man oh geez you know i'm a libra right so i'm gonna i'm gonna look at both sides yes sir um I'm I'm definitely I'm I'm leaning on man-made just because it's displaying characteristics that typically don't happen. We typically don't have a virus that hops um, from animal to human and then from human to human, right? Like that's not typical. Something it seems like something has been done to this strain of coronavirus in order for it to be able to do that. Um, and and so that that makes me feel like. Either nature really was like, ah, we got to do something about these people, or someone saw an opportunity to take something that is kind of already known, like coronaviruses are not new, right? But this particular behavior that we're seeing is new, and it's not characteristic of what we've seen before in the coronavirus family. So that typically means that there is some type of, of, of alteration being done. Um, but you just never know. The, the world is always evolving. And I'm not going to say it's out of the realm of possibility for either one to happen. But understand why you believe each one happening. Don't just say it because it sounds like the craziest thing that can fly out of your mouth. Understand how um, how viruses work. Understand what is what typically happens between viruses and how hosts um, and carriers are, are uh, behave and how the virus behaves with them before you pass your judgment. But either way, we still got to deal with it. Well, that brings me that brings me to my side. I always like to play devil's advocate a little bit. Right. So, you know, me and you, we looked at a chart of like all the known viruses, the big players in the game, because there's, there's like thousands of different viruses. But um, the big players in the game that actually have affected humanity in a way. Right. And it's um, I, I would. I totally can reason with both of your perspectives. Absolutely. But I just want to play devil's advocate for a second. Mm-hmm. I also understand that just because we haven't seen something before doesn't mean that that we could cre- create it because mm-hmm. evolution takes place. 
you know, and yeah. we encroach on different land and we we're you know, we're tearing down forests at an all time high and we're, you know, making we're moving animals out of their natural habitat all the time and then mixing with each other and all this other stuff. So it's like mm-hmm. there is a part of me that wants to question the man made side because, you know, I just saw a story when it was when all of this was going down about the MIT professor that was arrested and two of his students and yep. the guy was caught at Logan moving some vials, but they didn't say what was in the vials. I'm like, yo, you don't it ain't Coca-Cola in the vials, bro. So so like that that made my little man made um, bell go off because they were taking it back to Wuhan where they were level five, level four bio labs and all this other stuff and he was being paid to help them build their lab out and do the schematics spread and all that. Biogen conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's better the Biogen <laughs> conference. That's how it got crazy out here. So like there is that aspect that I'm definitely like you know, aware of but there's also a side too where it's like well you also could have just discovered it bottled it, right. you know what I'm saying and then mishandled it. Right. There's un because there's there's your unknown unknowns, right? And mm-hmm. then there's your known unknowns. Mm-hmm. And then you have your known knowns and then you have your unknown knowns, right? Mm-hmm. So it falls into what we're looking at right now is it falls into our unknown unknown, right? Mm, absolutely. That could be the realm that it lives in. It's just something that we did not know existed that we now know. And, and and that's it. That's where we're at. So, yeah, it's it's always possible because humans don't know everything uh, in the world. No matter how many of our brains we put together, no one knows everything still. So, yeah, it's it's definitely interesting to me. I mean, I'm, I'm you know, I, I as I get older it, and, and the information age is changing because I, I heard someone refer to this as, as an infodemic as well, because. It's never been harder to discern the truth from, you know, from opinions nowadays, especially like and I, and I honestly blame a lot of journalism because we they stepped away from just sticking to the facts and everything became op eds. And even now with a pandemic going on, we don't need op eds. We need facts. You know what I'm saying? We need a consensus through the medical community. You know what I mean? And globally, there's really not a consensus right now. You know, in the UK, you have 30 to 40 percent of their cases that are young people in Italy, because their populace is a little bit different, especially in northern Italy. You have a lot of older people dying. Um, You know, there was just a 36 year old principal out of Brooklyn who just died. You know what I'm saying? I'm seeing a lot of more young people online. And I think that the best thing that we can do is, again, err on the side of caution. When we don't know something, we should just take our time to be safe and be cautious and try to learn as much as we can instead of just being like, we don't know. So it is what it is. You know, this this brings me back to my point where I used to always bring up before where we where we have this concept of YOLO and it all depends on how you say it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah, you only live once and then you go do some dumb shit and be at South Beach during a pandemic. Or right. you could be like, you only live once and you can understand that that means your life is serious. You shouldn't want to squander it, you know, by taking the chance of being outside during mm-hmm. this time with all this stuff going on. You know, it only takes a second, man. You know, people don't understand you know, there's a lot of different varying factors to like how long it lives on what surface. And mm-hmm. it's just crazy, man. You know, like at first I felt a little weird going into grocery stores, um, not wearing my mask. And then I decided, you know what? I'm going to wear my mask, bro. Like, I don't care what people think about. It. I don't care about people gawking at me because like at the end of the day, I'm trying to keep myself and yourself safe. I think one of the best perspectives that I've heard on this is everybody should move as, as, as if you do have it. <laughs> yep. That's it. So, every yeah. So, you know. And and I will say we need we need to look at it this way. I always I want to dive back into doing like a, a lot more media stuff. Like this is this is me getting back into it a little bit. But our our job should be to inform, not influence. And yeah. that's mm-hmm. what that's what we're getting we're getting away from 
information and just sharing it and letting people digest and dissect. And we're getting media starting to patina what the information means for its its mm-hmm. audience. And mm-hmm. that's where we start getting into the dangerous territory of of creating, you know, mass fugue. And and that's what we need to get to the point of avoiding. Here's the information. We're going to give you some best practices, but we're not going to influence how you feel about the information. This doesn't mean that someone did their job well or someone did their job bad. This is just information. And yeah, that's, yeah. And that's what we need to get back to. Yeah, absolutely. Because like, you know, like we're politicizing a virus, bro. This shit is not red or blue. It does not care. You know what I'm saying? So like right. you, we can play the politics games all we want. And we can point fingers all we want. Like from what we do know so far. Wasn't it Ted Cruz, the fir- one of the first uh, people to, to. He sure was. Well, well, yeah, he ended up quarantined. And, and then someone, uh, someone else who's a Republican actually caught it. So like some people are like, oh, Republicans are doing this on purpose. I'm like, well, there are people getting taken out. Like, yeah. Like <laughs> it just doesn't. It, Pelosi don't have it. It doesn't jive, you know what I'm saying? Occam's razor, you know, usually the simplest, you know, explanation is the explanation. And, and it really just right. boils down to like two things that we can talk about here, whether or not this is man-made and an accidental release. You know, there's a lot of people that, you know, um, like to discuss the Lyme disease epidemic that happened. And, you know, like we have that going on on the East Coast all the time. I mean, I think we got a crazy cocktail going on up in the East Coast that people aren't ready for in the summer with Lyme disease and these ticks, man, these freaking super ticks. Like there's a form of Lyme disease that literally you get bit and all of a sudden your ass got to be a vegan because you can't eat meat no more. Like this is real. It's called the Lone Star Tick. Um, It's, it's commonly, you know, seen down Lone Star, obviously in Texas. But, you know, these these dare populations are moving. These ticks are moving. They're moving on birds. You know, birds and bats transfer a lot of disease across the globe from their migration patterns. So we just got to be, we just got to be a lot more aware and we got to be a lot more like, again, what is wrong with Aaron on the side of caution? That's my main thing. Like what is wrong with just being cautious and what is wrong? You can't be overly cautious during this time, you know? So like mm-hmm. for all these young people out there, man, please take it serious. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and stop mitigating people's lives. to just, you know, percentages. Cause 5% is a lot of people globally. You know what I'm saying? 10% is a lot of people globally. 1% is a lot of people globally. So let's not like, you know, like start getting to the point where we're being insensitive about our elders and we're being insensitive about our people who can be compromised by this. You know, I just saw a member of the Royal family, Actually contracted mm-hmm. it recently. Was it uh Prince Harry? Yeah, I think uh, he's what seventy yeah. one. Something yeah, like that. Yeah, seventy one. So just imagine that. Like <laughs> this guy could not make it. You know what I mean? And and it's not just because you know he's Prince Harry or whatever, but it's just like for some people, for some reason, people only take it serious when they see celebrities, and then they see a lot of these celebrities that they like. Uh, Idris Elba who's online and you know he he reports that he has it but they see him looking fine so they just think that no nah, I'll get through this but again like you stated earlier Tyson like a lot of the people who have gotten this and have recovered have suffered lung damage they've lost 20 to 30 percent of their lung capacity you don't want that you know what I'm saying you want to be able to two-step in the club you don't want to be able to one-step and then lose breath you know what I'm saying so like let's just be smarter about it let's be more sensible about how we're approaching all of this man but, you know, I'm not going to hold everybody up, man. It's been a great, um, you know, we'll just talk about it a little bit. Like, we t- again, we took a little hiatus. It's been a, uh, a great experience going through some of the stuff that we went through. You know, I thought we were hopping into this election. <laughs> and, and the what? The election. Yeah, I don't give a shit about the election. Yeah, yeah, we got we we might have to put this one on hold for a little bit. Yeah, I give zero fucks about the election at this point. I give zero fucks about who you know. Like if you don't if you don't have trust in your leadership, then have trust in your own sensibility to protect yourself and your loved ones. You know what I'm saying? Like and 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 I'm tired of you know I I 
I'm making it known right now. Like, I'm out of politics. I don't give a shit anymore. I'm going back to old school. I'm not going to say I'm not going to vote. I'm definitely going to vote. A lot of people sacrifice their lives and sacrifice their livelihoods for me, be, to me, for me to be able to have the ability to vote. But I'm not going to talk about it anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, so when my, in my social circles, whatever, like, people want to try to bring up stuff. Trump this, you know, da-da-da, Democrat this, liberals that, whatever. Like, I don't give a fuck, bro. Like, that's your perspective. I'm going back to old school and not sharing that shit with people no more because honestly it just it turns friends into enemies overnight it, it's it's doing more damage than it's positive you know what i'm saying like I, I really do believe we should go back to the old school rules and just have your opinion in the voter booth you know what i mean um yeah so yeah fuck this election you know what i'm saying that's how i feel about it like <laughs> like i might have to say that and, and yeah so and, so yeah it's so it's forget about the election but still show up and vote but yep, it doesn't vote. have to be a bill you don't have to make facebook your political billboard absolutely vote no vote because i am because i will say you know what i'm i'm, I'm part of part of vote new bedford so i'm definitely you know gonna advocate to show up and, and vote and stuff but yeah Absolutely. I'm never going to say you shouldn't vote. You should always vote. I look at it like this, right? If you say voting doesn't matter, then why not just spend the, the, the you, you, you spend more time doing goofy shit all day. So why not just go throw, cast your ballot? It only takes a couple of seconds. You know what I'm saying? It takes a couple of minutes, 20, 30 minutes out of your time, you know, for one day, you know, every, so every cycle, like then, then why not just do it and then talk shit, you know, cause that gives you more ground to stand on, especially when people be like, did you vote? And then you be like, no. And they'd be like, well, you can't say anything. Actually, I can say something cause I didn't participate. Blah, blah, blah. Shut the fuck up, everybody. Like y'all are getting on my nerves, like seriously. And it's like, this has warped me a little bit, you know, like on my Facebook, I'm back to lawn now. I'm back into a certain bag and a certain degree of like what I need to focus on because I've been spending a lot of my time focusing on trying to um, help a lot of people who don't even really respect the help. You know what I'm saying? And now we're in a situation where there's actually people that are desperately in need of help. And I see a lot of people just sitting back and twiddling their thumbs. You know what I'm saying? And don't really have much to offer. And they didn't have much to offer during normal times. So it's all grandstanding. It's a lot of grandstanding. You know what I'm saying? Like, again, as things turn and as things pivot, I have a feeling in my heart that I might be out in these streets doing something to help somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it gets crazy, right. I'm going to have to step out and look at my family and make that sacrifice, just like other men and women did during other world wars and conflicts and stuff. Eventually, you got to say, kiss your wife and kiss your babies and be like, I got to go do what I got to do to help my community for real. You know what I'm saying? But again, Absolutely. you know, let's just let's just root ourselves into a base reality here. And the base reality of what we do know is that this thing is spreading rapidly. It's moving extremely fast. It's killing a lot of people, and it's not a joke. For all the people who keep saying it's a hoax, cut that shit out. Cut it out. Please. You can you can you can say whatever conspiracy you want, but people dying is not a hoax. This shit is not a hoax at all. One hundred percent real. It's one hundred percent real. I see a lot of people that are starting podcasts, and this is why, and they're talking crazy, and they're actually like looking to sensationalize and make people panic. You know, I posted one thing before. I said, "So let me get this straight. You're telling people that they're doing this to make people panic, and then you're coming up with conspiracy theories that are even crazier than what you're saying they're trying to do." Right. Again, I, I, I'm just not going to hold my tongue here. Like when I was in school, there was a lot of dumbass people in my classes all throughout my <laughs> school experience. And guess what? A lot of them dumbass people are just employees somewhere now with fucking Facebooks and smartphones. Like just shut the fuck up. OK, like let the doctors do their job. If you believe they're not doing their job, go to med school. 
Otherwise, shut the fuck up. Nobody wants to hear it, bro. Like, let's just focus on staying safe and taking care of our families. Seriously. Um, I'm going to sign off, man. We're going to get out of here, man. It's, we're running up on our hour time. Um, I'm not going to be doing such long podcasts anymore. We're going to probably keep it down to about 30 minutes, 45 minutes max um, in the future. And we're, we're kind of freestyling this one. We're going to get back into the segments and stuff as we move forward. Um, but again, you know, I love y'all. I love all y'all. Even the people that's being a little goofy right now. I love y'all. The reason I'm talking you to shut the fuck up and focus on your loved ones is because i care about you so you know just do what you got to do man stay safe out here man until next time yes sir and um hey just want to leave everybody with some food for thought and uh just please clean your plate please yes sir lines in the building no jazz, Uncle Phil talking. Just wanna see us all prosper from oppression to depression. First they gon' beat us, now they gon' teach us. Now all our leaders are subrighteous leaders. Most of us posted nature for the moment. Slaving for lunch, we ain't facing opponents. Feel like the matrix, blue fighting red, and we eating these pills. Doing these screens cause we need to appeal. Never a follower, they getting euthanized. I spent through all of it, looking the youth in their eyes. Just keeping my eye on the prize. Praying to God that they do more than strive. Hoping to see the dead that they cry. Used to be users, but now I'm just writing to keep us alive. How we work, but we sleep. Yeah. They say we love, but we kill often, yeah. rapping about how we feel uh-huh. often, money, drugs, hoes, and pills often, how we woke, we sleep often, say we love, but we kill often, yeah. rapping yeah. about how we feel often, uh-huh. money, drugs, hoes, and pills Verse two's just a deuce, deuce. Never mind what these fools do. Proving nothing to the crew, crew. My advice is to do you. Never let the devil move you. For heaven's sake, make the right moves. Living like I make the rules. Reflecting my light to the use. Talking to God from the booth. Breathing this air is the proof. I know that the universe doing work. I know that it's showing me all my worth. I used to think that I'm cursed, but really I'm blessed. Weather the storm, I done way through the stress. Now I just know that it all was a test. Pressure makes diamond, and now your boy shining. I'm grinding the youth my assignment. How we work, we sleep. Yeah. They say we love, but we kill. Often yeah. rapping about how we feel. Uh-huh. Often money, drugs, hoes, and pills. Uh-huh. How we work, we sleep. Uh-huh. They say we love, but we kill. Often uh-huh. rapping about how we feel. Uh-huh. money, drugs, hoes, and pills. Uh-huh. How we work, we sleep. Yeah. They say we love, but we kill. Often yeah. rapping about how we feel. Uh-huh. Often money, drugs, hoes, and pills. Uh-huh. How we work. We sleep, huh? They say we love, but we kill. Yeah, rapping about how we feel. Uh-huh. Money, drugs, hoes, and pills. Uh-huh.